What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Monday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Camera, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Blazarian, Kevin O'Sphere, Kevin How are you doing today, man? We're recording a little earlier than usual. We are recording this on Monday afternoon, so if anything happens in the Monday night games that we do not mention, do not blame us. Uh, Today on the show, coming off of the weekend, we are going to go through a myriad of subjects around the NBA as we head towards the midway point of the season, even though three weeks ago Kevin called it the midway point of the season. We are about to be at the true <laughs> midway point of the season. But before before we get going, can I ask you a question? What what's Please. that thick chain you have around your neck right now? You have a it's thick a, chain. It, it's a fake Michael Parsons. He wears a big lion <laughs> chain. And so this was in honor of the Dallas Cowboys uh getting to host a playoff game against the Green Bay Packers, and yeah, I have a Micah you're, Parsons you're, you're, t-shirt on, oh, yeah. even though this is an NBA podcast, but I was representing Micah Parsons today. Well, so you're, you're like you're like Anthony Edwards wearing the fake jewelry. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, who, who, who can tell you, the difference? You, know, you, you didn't have to tell me it was fake. I would have assumed it was real. Yeah, Team Timu. <laughs> well, congrats <laughs> to your Cowboys. Packers are tough, though. Jordan yeah, well, Love's that, been on a tear. Now I have to watch... Uh, 700 million replays of Aaron Rodgers, third and 20. Dez caught it. Uh, like, honestly, like two of the worst heartbreaking losses I've ever had to endure. Uh, but hopefully it is Mike McCarthy's revenge 
against the uh, Green Bay Packers this weekend. Mm. That's what I'm hopeful. Pretty good for. subplot. That, that's going to be cool. Yep. Uh, all right. So we're going to go through 10 questions about things going on in the NBA. I will pose you the question and we will go from there. You ready? I'm ready. Number one. The Western Conference team that you believe in the second most. Now, I'm assuming Denver is far and away number one. I mean, number two, uh, the, the Western Conference team that I believe in the second most behind the Nuggets is the Minnesota Timberwolves because they have that elite, elite defense that you could say, hey, Maybe with the number one defensive rating in the league, they could 0-4 Pistons their way all to the, all the way to the NBA Finals. They have the 19th offensive rating in the league. That's concerning for sure. You'd like to see that get better ahead of the trade deadline, find a better backup point guard, find another 3-and-D-style wing. They don't have a ton of assets, so they, they're not without concerns. But I think because their defense is so elite and because Anthony Edwards perhaps by postseason could take another step forward. I'll say they are the team I believe in the second most in the West behind the Nuggets. Are you ready to be stunned at who has the second best odds at the NBA championship according to FanDuel? Uh, I haven't in looked. In the West. Uh, so I, I, I have look. not looked. So uh, off the top of my head, I can't imagine it's okay to see. I, I think they're too young for the odds makers to make them second most, even though they have a better net rating than Nuggets. <laughs> I will so tell I, you, I, I'm, they're fourth. They're fourth. They're fourth. Of the Western teams. Is the Clippers number two? The Clippers are behind one other team. Okay, so fourth is, is OKC. Third is the Clippers. And second's not Minnesota, then. It is not. S second is not. Hmm. Minnesota oh, is behind Oklahoma City. Really? Huh. So second is it... It's not like the, the Suns still, right? It is. Really? It is still the Suns. It goes Boston, Denver, Milwaukee, uh, Phoenix, and then the Clippers. Really? Huh. Yeah. They still and get I the think, Suns number two. I, I mean, I think it's one of those. They haven't had their three guys together for any amount of time. Yeah, Let them get yeah. together for 25, 30 games, and then will be able to decide what they are. And I also think, look, sometimes uh, there are the teams that can break through and really surprise us. But generally, and we've talked about this for many years on the pod, you got to have one of the best five guys. And so I think it's one of those, okay, we know what history tells us. And we know that Denver is a prohibitive favorite. No one else is particularly close. Like anybody else is over a plus 1,000 on a $100 bet, Denver is plus 420, okay? So they are, you know, their <laughs> odds are much, much lower. But I think the reason they've got the Suns and the Clippers there are simply because you look at it and you go, one of them has Durant and Booker, and one of them has Kawhi and George. And so we know, and, and as good as Edwards is, and as good as Towns is, and as good as Gobert is, that history tells us you usually have to have one of the very best players in the league and not that we won't look up in three or four years and that that's Anthony Edwards but it's usually older teams and it's usually veteran laden teams and it's usually teams that have one of the best 
five, at the max, ten best players in the league, but usually one of the best five players in the league. Which is why they would have to O four 4 Pistons their way, right? Yep. Like, the, they'd have to do it with defense and the offense being good enough. Because at the, at the moment, 19th in offensive rating, I, I don't like your odds against Denver at all even even if you're the team you believe in the second most which i guess is probably also why the odds makers put the suns second because if you're betting on any team it's going to be a team that's get so scorching hot in a postseason series that it doesn't matter what you do but the issue with the suns is how many times are we going to watch them blow fourth quarter leads and just become completely stagnant on offense unable to get stops on defense like that that loss for them yesterday man how disgusting how, how does that feel if you're a Suns fan watching that game? That I would just feel hideous waking up this morning after watching that team. Like the, For all the star talent that they have, th- there's nothing to feel great about right now as a Suns fan. They couldn't score in the fourth quarter at all. Oh, it just got run. gross. They got run out of the gym. I think, I think, I think Memphis won the quarter by 17. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah, 35 to 18. Last night, couldn't get stops. Yeah, couldn't score. Yeah, and uh, part of it is they are too thin at four and five on the defensive end. You know, you live in a in a, in a in a in a league where teams lay it up and tray it up. And so I look at Phoenix and I go, they got two really big problems here. They got nobody for four and five that can guard because Nurkic can't guard these guys. And they don't really have anybody at four. And if you're moving Durant over, if you're thinking forward, you don't want him having a bang with the Aaron Gordons and the and the cats of the world when it comes to the playoffs. Like you could and the other thing is they trade two for three a lot. You know, they got they got a lot of guys that score in that two point range. It did not help them at all it, to have Eric Gordon out. But the fact that I'm talking about Geez, it really hurt them to have Eric Gordon out. Should tell you something about well, you where, guys where they had Ja Morant right, out, right? Right. And granted, right. I've always said the Grizzlies are better without Ja. Stop! <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm kidding you. I wish but, you would have gone mean, to that Laker game so you could have seen it in person. Yeah, I know. That'd have been I great. It's right I, down I the street from your house. Um, I, I was under the weather I'm glad, late, hey, late last week. I'm, I'm glad we brought up. Back to 100%. So the Lakers did get a good win last night against the Clippers after uh, after what had been a tough go for them. Darvin Ham getting some bad articles written about him. And they got their win over the Clippers. Uh, the Warriors, it hadn't been going nearly as well. They're going to get Draymond back in the fold soon, but they lost Chris Paul over the weekend. Uh, to a busted hand that is going to keep him out for a long, long time. Who should be more concerned between those two teams, the Warriors or the Lakers? The Warriors. Um, I mean, I think I think it's close between them. They both have plenty of reasons for concern. I mean, the Lakers have, like, if you're ranking the players who have had the best season so far this year, LeBron and AD are both in the top 10 to 15. Uh, this season alone, and yet the team is under 500 with both of those guys being largely healthy, missing very few games throughout the entire year. And playing so, big I minutes, mean, that, and playing big minutes too. 
playing a lot. Like that is undoubtedly concerning. And, and on the Warriors side of things, they're 17 and 19 under 500, 100 with Draymond Green being suspended twice. Clay Thompson for most of the year being a shell of his former self. Even Stephen Curry in recent weeks has had some real dud performances. And yet they have still nearly equal records. I just think with the Lakers, there are some more solutions within. We did see some of that against the Clippers on Sunday. And I'm not about to say Christian Wood is the answer or Max Christie is the answer at all. But I do think you see some of the benefits for Darvin Ham playing Christie with his 3 and D qualities. He comes in the game right, right away, makes an impact. Christian Wood playing alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James throughout the entire year. That lineup has performed very well with the spacing he provides, with the rim protection that he can provide as a backline guy. So I think the Lakers have some answers within. The Warriors are a team that I feel like needs to make a, a bigger move in order to take that next step, and the Lakers need to. It's crazy. Just checking out that game last night. I, I got to tell you, I know everybody can't stand D'Angelo Russell, but in the absence of having someone else that can dribble and pass, it was, you know, you even saw him. He was the one that whipped it over to Tareem Prince that stepped into that uh, big open three that was a crucial shot last night against the Clippers. He's the one that whips it over there, and it, it stood out the other night when he's not there that they're, they just don't have that many guys that are going to beat you off the dribble or collapse a defense or keep the ball moving around. And so I'm not saying that they, you know, desperately need Russell, but he helps them and they need more playmaking. Just the fact that he can make a play, I think, because you're putting a lot on LeBron and Reeves to make the play for everybody else. Because nobody else is making a play. And half the time, like I know... uh you know, Christie might have been better last night, but in that in that Memphis game, Christie did nothing in that game. Um, He's been up and down. He has. Cardio. And Christian Wood trying to dribble was an abject disaster. And it's like, I'm, 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 and reddish and like all these guys. It's like, man, you just need somebody that can put the ball in the deck and keep it moving. And so just having Russell there last night, I was like, at least there's another guy that can dribble and make an extra pass. Um, in the absence of something better, it's they need they need their full complement of guys. Both teams need to make a move. That that's for sure. I just think with the Warriors, if you're gonna pick one of the two teams, they both have major concerns. I mean, take your pick. I'm not gonna argue either way with who has more concerns. They both do. But the Warriors side of things, I mean, like we'll see Draymond Green coming back soon. He dropped his podcast today and all that. Uh, I, I just have a hard time believing in, in them considering the amount of time that he's missed and how tough it's going to be to potentially reintegrate him back uh, midseason. Because even, even I said to you in the pod last week, like they weren't good defensively with him this season. They've been very poor defensively even with him. So sure, uh, in theory, he helps solve some of their transition defense woes and makes them better in the half court. But they statistically have been equally bad with him on the floor this year. It hasn't mattered. I agree with you, too. On the, I would be more surprised if the Lakers don't get in the mix than if the Warriors didn't get in the mix. The Warriors thing is just, it's been a lot of drama and they just lost Paul. And I know nobody wanted to hear what Darvin Ham had to say, 
about injuries and being able to build chemistry or whatever else, but they have lost. I mean, they were, they're in the top five in terms of games lost, player, player minutes lost. They have had a lot of rotation guys injured so far this year. And if they got their full complement of players and you were able to settle on an eight-man, nine-rotation, eight-nine-man rotation, they will be much, much better than they've been. Especially when they're getting this AD, who has generally been fantastic. Hey, it's been right? absolutely incredible. Who would you yep. say, by the way? Like, would you, so you say That's Warriors what I'd say. for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Lakers for sure. I'm saying Lakers but you're more, for sure. But you're, but you're more, more concerned about Warriors. The Warriors. Yes. Okay. I would right. be much more surprised if the Lakers didn't get back in the mix than if the Warriors didn't. Totally. Okay. That's what I'd We're say. on the same page then. Yeah. But they both had drama, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I just yeah. think that, you know, the personnel on the Lakers, and they'll make a move. They'll make a move. They know that every year is win now. Yeah. Yeah. Next, the Philadelphia 76ers. We're still very high in the standings, but dropped a couple. Would be foolish to wait till the offseason to make a big move. It would not be foolish for the Sixers to wait till the offseason to make a move because they're in a u- unique position as a potential cap space team. Uh, I think that's the incentive for them in waiting, where if you make a deal now, it, it only makes sense if it's not cutting into your space Unless you want it to cut into your space, unless it's a guy that you think you you'd have you, you'd be willing to sacrifice that space for, because this offseason maybe you're going after a Pascal Siakam, or if the Clippers were to implode a Paul George, or if LeBron James were to want to leave the Lakers for another contender, maybe you pursue him. Like whoever the fantasy target is, the Sixers retaining that cap space with a free agent in mind or a a big salary to absorb via trade in mind to surround Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, that's a big incentive for them to want to wait. With that said, they should be looking for deals because you do want to capitalize on Joel Embiid having another MVP caliber season and Tyrese Maxey taking a leap forward and the supporting cast that you have now with Nick Batum and Melton and so on up and down the line. This is a really, really good team. So if you can improve that, you should. But I don't think they're foolish if they decide that there's nothing out there or nothing's affordable for them considering the cap space they'll have. Oh, boy. We break ways here. I They have to. You have got to take advantage of this MB. You have to. How many more are you getting? You know? You always, ta- you always talk about how windows close. You yeah, talk about know, how windows I'm- close. It's like, bro, this guy is at the absolute apex of his career and you but got what, what's rid of available Harden. though. What's available though is what my question for them. Like are they they're not in on Siakam. Like they I don't think they can afford Siakam. So like what's the move? Is, is my thought. Like Zach, do you want him to go get Zach Levine? I, I I'm not against Zach Levine, but that's a significant risk compared to waiting and using cap space with his flaws. I mean the ones so I talked about. You remember you remember I talked about uh a while back Jeremy Grant. I mean, as I, a I think Grant would make some. I think Grant would make sense for sure as a third I'm guy. Sure Portland, I'm not sure Portland's dealing him for what the Sixers can afford. I mean, even if I have to give up Harris and you know, and that's coming off the books or whatever. I mean, I got expirings and picks. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if you can get Grant. Why? 
don't know. I'm, I'm not sure Portland. What, 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 really... do they, what, what do you what do you hold on to them for? I, 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 I just They're don't in think a rebuild. Portland's... I know, but I don't think Portland's eager to trade Jeremy Grant unless he's unless he asks out, unless he demands to be traded. I'm not sure they're in a big rush to move Jeremy Grant. Well, then impression. that's just stupid. Then you're then you're doing exactly what Detroit did, which is just dumb. Yeah, you're I mean, just, I th- you've I got think... a guy that's in the timeline of a winner a- at a time where your whole the rush your team is not ready to win. And for what it's worth, there is a chance Jeremy Grant would ask out and say, hey, trade me to a contender. I don't want to be stuck here. And I think mm-hmm. that would push things forward. And for yeah. Philadelphia, like, yeah, that's exactly the type of guy that would make perfect sense alongside Jeremy Grant, alongside Tyrese Maxey, Joel B. Me- Joel Jeremy Grant offers the piece, the, the skills between Embiid and Maxey that makes sense because he can slide into that high-level elite role-player position where he's hitting spot-up threes, attacking closeouts, making passes, defending multiple positions, offering size and rim protection. He offers those things, but also... We've seen him be a guy who can handle the ball and create for you out of isolations and pick and rolls. And with Philly, he's going against oftentimes the third best defender. So I think Grant is, yeah, is a perfect target player. for the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, he's a perfect target, Chris. I agree with you. If right? he's affordable. Yeah, if you could, uh, I just think that somebody's going to be able to get. I, I, we, we talked about this when when it came free agency. They signed a guy like that for the asset that it was, not because he fit their timeline and what they're doing right now. They knew that they'd be able to move that for expirings and picks, that there's going to be a contender that really needs a guy like that. Cause we've brought them up with, with Dallas. We brought them, you know, with like Tim Hardaway and picks and we brought them up with Philly and maybe you can, you know, maybe you can get the, what, what you need, right? Which is teams like that want to be able to get cap space and, uh, and stock up as much as they can in the future picks going forward. I just think you've got to take advantage. This is a historic Embiid year going on. And there, yeah. we, I think we know it's not good enough right now. It's not good enough right now to win the title. What they have is not good enough right now. And so if we all accept that, then I think that it, you know, it, it's really on Daryl to... And I think he could be one of the few like big buyers. I don't think there's going to be nearly as many buyers. And he might be able to work around the margins. Maybe you can go and you could snag a Bogdanovich from Detroit. You can grab a Grant from Portland. And all of a sudden, you've got like a veteran-laden like team ready to go win a title. I, th- I think like the way I answered your question, you said is, will it be foolish? Yeah. I, I, don't, think it, I don't think it would be foolish not to make the move I, I, I got if you ask the question in the in the way would it be foolish to not pursue trades i would say yes it'd be absolutely foolish but i don't think it would be foolish to not make a move because i'm not sure what's actually going to be available for them I, like, I think they should super like be aggressive in making moves here they should be going for it all you got to take advantage but if it's not there then i i i completely get it because of the cap space incentive at the end of the the rainbow here for them. Yeah. If I'm Joel Embiid, I don't give a shit about cap space. I know, I know, but it's like about it's about who's available. And like if you what you would do and I would also probably do as well is you might go over the top for a Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You might offer that extra first round pick on top of what feels like fair value because you're going for it. Cuz I've got a t- chance at winning the title. I agree. I yep. agree. 
Jeremy Grant would be awesome next to those guys. Get in on all the NBA buzzer beaters, ankle breakers, and tomahawk jams with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a bunch of different ways to bet with live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can look ahead with future bets, whether it's a team winning the NBA Finals, a player winning the award. And there's a bunch of different ways you can put these bets together in the Parlay Hub. There you can find the best way to find parlays popular parlays so visit fanduel.com slash mismatch and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nba must be 21 plus and present in select states five dollar pregame money line wager required first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued is not on the drum bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com next one who is the bad team player you want to see on a good team a player you like that is on a rat team right now that you think could really help a good team. Since we just talked about Jeremy Grant, not him. So we'll go we'll go with somebody else. The bad team player that I want to see on a good team is Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. Oh. Yeah, Keldon, he's interesting. He's got those 3 and D qualities. He's not like an elite shooter. He's a solid shooter. He's not an elite defender, but he's a good defender when he's hustling and trying hard, which I think would be really interesting with his versatility in a in a winning environment. I'd like to see how he could be used in a creative half-court offense with some of his downhill uh, attacking closeouts. Maybe you could use him as a screener a little bit too. I'd just be intrigued. What what, is, what does Keldon Johnson look like in a winning environment? And I won't, I won't say Bogdanovich because we just mentioned him in passing as well. You know mine is Colin Sexton. I mean, he spent yeah. his whole career playing for teams that can't win. And when they count, and, they count as a bad team? Jazz seventeen and twenty. No, I mean, but I know they're, they're they're. But they're gonna they're gonna do asset accumulation again too. They yeah, did this last yeah. year. You play well. You play well as a team. Everybody plays well. Stock up. Stock up. Stock up. Right. You build them all up, and then you end up getting some like actual like real assets back for these mm. guys because they did it last year. They know they're not winning anything in the long run. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna get rid of marketing or guys like that, but the Olenix of the world. The Jordan Clarksons of the world, the Colin Sextons of the world. These are all guys that can help playoff teams. I just think I want to see Sexton in that like kind of playoff environment. I want to see him on a team where like every game really matters. Cause that dude still plays like it's his last game on earth. He plays so hard. You see that clip of him last week where he's just diving in the middle of two guys. Like risking life and limb, and his percentages are always still good. Like I, I love him. I love him. I would love to see him on like a good team. You know who I'd want to see along those same exact lines that you're talking about? Terry Rozier. Oh, from the Charlotte good Hornets. One. He's a dog. I think he's one of yeah. He's a dog. I think he's one of the more underrated assets in the league right now for when it comes to trades. Like you think about Terry Rozier, the last time we really saw him in the playoffs. Yep. was when he was with Boston years ago, years ago. And he is a completely different type of player on offense now than he was then. He's become a 40% guy off from three-point range on catch and shoots. So I think he offers more value for a team in the half court on offense in addition to his pick and roll 
creation. He's just a more a complete player, and I, I'd love to see him back in a winning environment. To me, like he's he's the guy that I'd want to go for. Uh, like you get him at, at a discount compared to like say Zach Levine or Dejounte Murray. I'd be going for Terry Rozier. Another guy that they've built up his stock too, because he's had some huge games. I mean, they lose oh, yeah. every night, but he's had some huge games. Yeah. Right. Next one. The rookie that gets our attention going forward that we have not talked about very much. You know, we've talked about some of the guys that have been on uh, the winning teams or even subpar teams. We've talked Keontae George. We've talked Hami Hakez. We've talked about, uh, obviously, Wemby and Chet. Uh, there's been some other guys that have gotten our attention over the course of the first couple of months of the season. But one that you think that we have not talked much about, but will snatch our attention going forward. Brandon Miller from the Charlotte Hornets. He's the number two pick in the NBA draft. And yet, when we're talking about the best rookies this year, he so very rarely gets gets mentioned because the Hornets stink. <laughs> they are not an enjoyable team to watch. There's not a lot of attention on them this year, and yet he's shooting 39% on over five three-point attempts per game. He has a positive assist-to-turnover ratio. Individually, he has made a ton of great plays on defense, hustle plays, blocks, good rotations, contesting shots at the rim. He's been solid on ball. He has his typical rookie mistakes that he makes, his inconsistencies. The big thing that I hope that we get to see from him over the second half of the season is more pick and roll, more creation opportunities. And maybe this comes as a result of, say, Terry Rozier being traded. Rozier is one of their heaviest pick and roll guys this year. Brennan Miller is taking only three pick and rolls per game. That's a like a low amount for a guy who I think can create more than he's been allowed to. So I hope the Hornets, Steve Clifford, their head coach, uh, I hope he gives Miller more of those opportunities over the second half of the year. And also one last thing on him, we saw it happen at Alabama last year. He started out the year, it was until around mid-December, his freshman year at Alabama, where he was really struggling finishing inside the paint. And then in the second half of the year, until he got hurt right before the tournament, he was finishing at a high, high level inside the arc. And I think we could potentially see, if he's given more pick and rolls, that similar type of second half leap uh, this year's rookie year with the Hornets that we did his freshman year with Alabama. Do you think they'll win enough or he'll have enough extraordinary games that it truly catches our attention? Because that's usually what has to happen when you're on the bad yeah. teams. It's going to have to be the latter, the the extraordinary games. He's, he hasn't yeah. really had that game where it's like, oh, my God, Brandon Miller just had 40 points. Right. He hasn't right. had that game, right? So I think he's going to have to have a game or two like that for people really to catch on and say, oh, wait a minute, this guy is already really good as a rookie. He's shooting almost 40% from three, and he's doing all this other stuff too. Uh, Brandon Miller is going to have to have a big night like that, yeah. It feels like another one of those, and because, you know, I also think it's going to be, Scoot's going to get attention if he does anything well, um, and it's tracked better recently. But we talked about, I feel like I've heard a lot of people mention Asur Thompson, uh, Asar Thompson this year from uh, Detroit. The brother, not as much, but he's been getting run recently. Yeah. And I kind of feel like if he keeps getting more opportunity, that Ahmed Thompson's going to get on the radar because the, the Rockets have been better than people expected them to be, probably. Um, they will get good wins, right? They will have uh highlight plays or uh, things that take place. Kim Whitmore's actually gotten some minutes for them as well. 
um, who was fantastic in the G League in the time that he spent down there. But Amen was, he's the, he's the Thompson brother that has not gotten talked up as much, but by virtue of being on a competitive team, and I think they'll be competitive the entire season, I think he's probably the one that's got the best chance of kind of getting on people's radars more often simply because it could be Amen Thompson had blankety blank against the Lakers or against the Warriors or whatever whatever moment gets you in these viral videos and the big dunk or the big block that gets you in those. They're, they're going to win games. And so it's always easier when you're a part of winning to get the attention. And But I feel like he is not. You know, obviously yeah, he's not. That's a good he's answer. Heard, that, that, he's out of the rotation word. and whatever else. And I like him too. He is springy yeah. now. Yeah, I like that, both Thompson. That's a. I think Thompson. Amen. Thompson's a great answer for that. Yep. All right. Uh, next question regarding the NBA: <laughs> the college player that you are interested in, Kevin. God, I looked at a mock the other day, and I swear to God, Kevin, there were a couple of G League ignite, but I mean, like the whole damn thing looked international. Yeah. It was like a college player here, a college player there, and like all these international guys I didn't even know. And I was like, oh, yeah. boy, this is going to be a YouTube draft. <laughs> I got to get on YouTube. <laughs> it, it, it really is going to be a YouTube draft. Yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, the player that has my attention that I'm interested in is Kevin McCuller from Kansas. I really liked him last year. He's a, he's a fifth-year senior, so he's on the way older side right now. But, I mean, he's just a do-it-all guy, and he's been a do-it-all guy for years. The difference between him and past years where you talk about him is, oh, yeah, a second-round pick, do-it-all guy. And now is the fact that he has transformed his ability as a three-point shooter. He's shooting 36% from three this year, which is like includes a lot off the dribble and off the catch. He's shooting over 80% from the free throw line. He made some tweaks to his mechanics that have really uh, uh, just unleashed his jumper. He used to have touched near the rim. Now it's translating from three. He'd remind you of Josh Hart. He reminds me of Nick Batum. Uh, I think you combine those two guys with sprinkling a little bit of Bruce Brown. That's the type of player you're looking at with McCuller. I think he could be a really, really good player in the NBA, and he also serves as an example of the incentive of staying in school for some of these guys, rather than being a second round pick, he stays at Kansas and now he could be a lottery pick. I have him in my top 10, even though he's a fifth year senior, I don't care about the age. I'm not going to discriminate there. This guy's proven he's a late bloomer. He still has upside. Uh, I am very interested to see where his year goes with Kansas this year. Cause they're a great team. One of the best teams in the country. How does McCullough continue to improve? Interesting. You know, the one I saw that I was like, Oh boy, he 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 feels like a guy that is better than people are gonna think he is. And I went and looked the steal rates, the block rates, all the stuff, like all the all the extra stuff, you know, beyond just the like shooting or playmaking, whatever, is the, you know, I, I tune in because I covered Dewan Wagner, so I, I like to check out DJ and then of course they got Rob Dillingham, but I love Shepard. Oh yeah, Shepard's fun. Reed Shepard at Kentucky is like, I could see him turning into something like really, really good. Yeah. And really helping a good team. He feels kind of like the kind of guy that'll go a little bit lower, but is better Maybe. than 
some of his peers. You think he'll go high? I don't maybe, know. I, I don't know I anything don't know, about maybe. this draft. I mean, he's only he's only six foot three, but defensively he makes a much a, makes a much greater impact than a six foot three guy. And I mean, that dude could shoot the hell out of him, man. He, <laughs> he is, is he? good. Like, he's like it's he's Jeff like Shepard, fifty kid. ninety. Yeah, he's like it, fifty fifty ninety this year. It's crazy what he, what he's doing. Uh, that that I, I like watched him. that Kentucky that Kentucky Florida game was pretty good on Saturday because Florida's had a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Kentucky guys, like, Shepard didn't have a big standout game. He hit a ton of free throws to close, but he didn't have a standout game. Like, in that game, the player who really stood out to me was on the Florida side, Zion Poland, who has a great basketball name, Z-Y-O-N, Zion Poland. He's a, a senior transfer point guard, and, like, that guy just runs a tight ship, man. Like, he just doesn't make mistakes. Uh, out there on the floor. He makes the right pass. He hit big shots. He's at over 40% from three this year. He's six foot four, wide frame. He defends hard. Uh, like, I think if you're looking for who's this year's Craig Porter Jr., kind of like this older guy who maybe goes undrafted and has a big year, like to me, Zion Poland, I- I've watched ha- him a handful of times this year. And that Florida game, I really had my attention. T- to me, like, he. He looks good, man. I think he's draftable. I, I'm not, I don't know how many players we're going to launch with on my in my draft guide in a couple of weeks. It might only be 30. I wouldn't have him in my top 30, but I might have Zion Poland in my top 45, top 50. Like he, he really stood out to me in that game. All right, so I have this is not on our list, but I have a crazy question for you. Are you ready? Please. Kyle, turn the TikTok camera on. <laughs> no, the question is this. So I was looking at that draft. And I was like, eh, I don't even know most of these guys. I got to look them all up on YouTube. Um, And then this weekend, LeBron James said in the locker room so that all of his teammates could hear, Bronny could play for us right now. Easy. Easy. Okay, I'm going to set aside that the father thinks the son is very, very good and could play and believes in him. We're setting that aside, okay? I'm going to ask you a crazy question. There are five, like, truly terrible teams in the league right now. We have said that this is not the year that you want to tank out because there's not that prize at the end. There is no Zion Williamson. There is no Victor Wimbayama. There is no Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid, whoever you want to mention in the past, okay? If I told you that if you got the number one pick and you took Bronny James, that it would guarantee you LeBron would sign with you next year, is that worth tanking like tanking for the next great thing? No. 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 LeBron's just turned 39. And and also, how long are you going to have him for? Are you going to have him? Like, he said forty five. He said forty five. I mean, look, dude. Uh, if you're going to take Bronny James, who's a, I mean, he's a good defender. He's got a good feel for the game as a passer, team player, team guy. But he's, did you see that graphic? It, they they did him dirty with the team oh graphic, God, I know. showing Isaiah Collier, Boogie Ellis, and all their stats, and then it said. Bronny James, hard worker, team yeah. player. 
I mean, I love I mean, the fact that LeBron, LeBron is a supportive and loving father. Um, at the same time, like I, I hope it doesn't put, I hope it doesn't raise expectations for Bronny so much that it becomes like a disappointment and becomes backlash for him if he doesn't meet any of those expectations. Because look, dude, I know the shot looks good, but he's in high school. He was not a good three point shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter right now at USC, shooting 27%. He's been a sub-70% free throw shooter going back to high school. He just might not have shooting touch. Maybe it'll develop over the course of time. Like he's, I, I just have concerns with him being an, an NBA guy unless the you, jumper gets hey, better. Hold on. You would not draft Bronny James number one if it meant LeBron James signed with you. No, because how many? How what are you signing him to? What's the contract? Give me even some more if you're details. San Antonio. No, I wouldn't. I, I I would not because I think if you're you'd rather take your one, French guy or whatever saw. Yeah, I, I I'd rather roll the dice with an 18, 19 year old player that hopefully is with your team for eight, eight, ten, fifteen years than LeBron, who in all likelihood, who could ask out after a year who could retire after two years, who could decline after three years. Uh, I, like To me, like the, the upside on that is so much lower than what the, what the number one pick, an 18, 19, 20-year-old guy is, or trading down from that pick, trading it for another established player. I, just think, I think the LeBron-Brawny path would be absurd taking him number one. It's ridiculous. All right. At what point? <laughs> At what point in the draft would you draft Bronny if it meant you got LeBron? Probably like number 10. Two? <laughs> no, not two, not two. Not like, not like maybe, maybe like two? 10. Maybe like 10? 10 or 15, something like that. I think like I think around 10, I'm starting to be like, mm, well, why not? Oh, come on. That might even be my guy, Reed Shepard. Would you rather have Reed Shepard or Bronny and LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love I these hypotheticals. I know it is fun to think about. I mean, look, dude, like you never know. Like, what if this becomes a thing? What if the Lakers implode? What if they completely implode? What if they miss the playoffs? Which isn't off the table. They miss the playoffs. They completely implode. LeBron decides to opt out and he puts it out there. I you will go to your team if you draft Bronny in the lottery. That would be you amazing. Could, you could 100% see, see a scenario where he says, I want to play with my son. Yeah. That's that's not crazy. Oh, for sure. He not has said all. he wants to play with him. Yeah. And if the only way to do that is to play for the team that drafts him, I mean, this is not that far-fetched. I'm telling right? you. I, I, I mentioned it earlier. The Sixers, they're the team to watch there because they have a first-round pick in the 20s. They have cap space. <laughs> the Sixers are the team to watch. They need another ball handler. They're the team to watch. All right. All right. Next I'm question. not kidding you. I'm not. Well, you think I'm crazy? Okay. I'm telling right. you. They're, they're the team to watch there. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. 
Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. All right. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. Okay. So I can pay you in convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Hmm. That's actually kind of nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. Oh, so I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. The coach that has impressed you the most this season is? Mark Dagnalt. Mark Dagnalt, what he's done with the Thunder. Uh, I think having all those young guys execute at such a high, high level uh, obviously, it's a testament to the players' own individual capabilities, their basketball IQs, their hustle, their mindsets. Um, but, you know, having all those guys play together and thus far, a lot of guys not getting minutes either who are deserving of minutes and integrating them into the rotation here and there. Like sometimes you get a sprinkle of Usman Jeng out there, right? Like sometimes you get Aaron Wiggins. Sometimes you get Kenrich Williams. You get a veteran who comes overseas and Michich. You're putting him in there sometimes. Managing the depth that roster has on top of installing the system and getting those guys to execute. Uh, I think Dagnall's done a great job. All right. I was going to say Darvin Ham, but uh, I instead went <laughs> with... I No, I am going to go with the other LA guy. Ty Lue. Oh, that's a he great na- answer. Ty he's Lue. navigated this so much better than I would have ever yeah. expected. Truly. You see the LeBron quote after last night's game? He, like, he, a reporter refer, referred to the Clippers as James Harden's Clippers, and LeBron's like, what do you mean? It's Ty Lue's Clippers. <laughs> it's just crazy. If you watch them, I know they lost last night. They all, like, I've seen more Kawhi smiles in the last two months than I've seen in the last 10 years. They all seem, like, happy, and they cheer each other on, and you got, like, Russ on the bench, waving a towel for everybody and getting fired <laughs> up. And I'm like, what the hell the is going on? What is going on? I love the vibes. The so good. What is going on here? This guy is a freaking magician to pull this off. How badly do you think LeBron wishes Ty Lue was his coach instead of Darvin Ham? Ty Lue was at his birthday party. Darvin Ham was not, at least photographed. Oh, really? Yeah, at least in photos that we saw. I didn't see him there, but Ty Lue was. His birthday was a movie. <laughs> I didn't Looks like a pretty all the good pictures. costume party. You, you ever go yeah. to a party like that? Like, like, no. with, like where it's, there's no. dress requirements? You gotta, no, never. I never Hall- have either. Halloween. Mm, yeah, Halloween, yeah. yeah. I went to yeah. one party that was like, like a very like subtle the requirement for what you wear. It was like wear like 1920s style like suit. So I just wore like a big jacket or whatever. But that was that's it. Nothing like extravagant like LeBron's. Oh, I remember cool. that. You were like dressed like a gangster. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you posted a picture. Weren't you in like Miami or something? No, no, no. That, I, that's I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. You remember? Thank you for remembering for I me. I did. Yeah, in Miami in Miami last year. There was the uh, the white linen party. Yeah, all, all wear white linen. I was at uh, the the All In Podcast Summit uh, party there. I was there for Celtics Heat playoff series. All In was there. Check that out a little bit. It was cool. That was fun. White linen's very comfortable. I never worn 
white linen ever before. I've not worn it since. It's super comfortable. It's relaxing. I can see why people in Miami wear it all the time, apparently. You ever wear white linen, Chris? I can't remember. I think I had like a linen shirt and it was rather comfortable. Feels good. Yeah. Did the NBA do the right thing with Draymond Green? What is the right thing? I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not sure what, what is the right thing there? Like, should they have suspended him for 25 <laughs> should they, should games? They, should they have not talked about him retirement? <laughs> <laughs> why is, why is Adam Silver Dude. playing like babysitter with Draymond Dude. Green? Like, oh no, don't retire. Like, why is he not saying you should do whatever the hell you want? But when you come back, get it right, buddy. Cause you're making us look horrible. That's, that should be the Adam Silver response. Look, from the very beginning of this, we have turned him into a victim. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't remember anything like this, where it's like the guy chokes someone, stomps someone, and punch someone. And immediately it was like, man, I just hope he gets help. What's going on with him? <laughs> I mean, geez, what could he possibly be going through? that is causing him to act this way, even though he has a 12-year track record of, of doing wild stuff. And then it's like, even this one, it's like, thank goodness Adam Silver really cares about the players. It's like, well, uh, I guess he cares about the guy doing the stomping, punching, and choking? Like, how many conversations did he have with your victims? <laughs> like, he is not the victim in all of this. And... It's just crazy. I see this stuff. <laughs> I love all the memes out there that are like, Adam Silver told him he couldn't choke and punch and kick anyone. He's like, well, then I'm just going to quit. <laughs> Isn't it fun anymore? You know, I just I just think it's crazy. I don't know, man. Like, I, And I know that different people have way of different things, but like... <laughs> In my own household, if my son went and pissed on my daughter's pillow just to be a jerk, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, hey, buddy, what are you going through? What's wrong? Do we need you to talk to somebody? Do you need to get some help here? <laughs> what, what, what is it? Why are, you, why are you lashing out in this way? There's got to be something going on that's caused you to you know, piss on your sister's pillow. I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're grounded. Give me your phone and stop acting like an ass. Like, what are we doing here? It's crazy to me. Wait, did, did this actually like, happen? Is that a no, true story? No, but I would kill him. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be like, what, what is wrong with you? And that's my own son. This yeah. is like, what is, what, are you okay, bud? Is everything okay? Because we just need to make sure that you're in the right. I know you're punching, kicking, and biting, and <laughs> punching people in the nuts, and stomping on their chest, and punching them in the face. But we just need to make sure that you're okay. That's what we need to make sure of. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Am I in Bizarro World here? What the hell? This guy is a menace, and I don't care. I, like you, you. Take him, suspend him for an amount of time, make him get the help, if that's what you think it is, even though this has been like 12 years. By the way, you didn't. nobody gave a shit when he 
knocked out his co-worker a year ago. They even Nobody made a documentary. Cares. They made a whole documentary about how he was a changed man after that. Right. <laughs> this guy somehow has the greatest PR ever. Ever. And I'm not a Draymond hater. It's just this whole situation is like crazy. Can you imagine in a workplace? Can you imagine if you showed up to the ringer today and just knocked somebody out? Not that you could, but let's say someone knocked you out. <laughs> <laughs> let's say Van Lathan knocked your ass out. Hey, I mean, I've seen him he throw Bill's punches. like, oh. Hey, he's like hey, boxing. Queen. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What, what's going on, man? Why would you act this way? Like, and you're like just sitting there in a bloody mess. Like, what? Everybody's worried about how he's doing? This <laughs> guy knocked the fuck out. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, look, sometimes, I mean, you talked about this with the example with your son uh, theoretically pissing on his sister's pillow. Uh, sometimes punishment is necessary. Firm punishment can be necessary sometimes. True in society as well. And, and Punishing even criminals. now. <laughs> well, nobody else. Look, did you hear all of this when 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 Morant got caught waving waving guns around on Instagram? Did anybody say, what's he going through? What's it? Oh, what? What? You know, nobody's feeling bad for him. They're saying, what an idiot. He's going to blow it. And uh, Maybe somebody thought that I'm their sure, 25 I, I, games yeah, was I'm, too I'm severe sure, or whatever, but nobody was I'm sure there, crying there, there, were, there were some people, but not as much as the Draymond stuff for whatever what? reason. The Draymond, there was, I've seen some people saying, oh, I hope he doesn't have a drinking problem or a drunk problem or anything like that. I did see that with the Jaw stuff on social Everybody media. Everybody knew he but, was obviously coping with fame and lashing out and all those kind of things, but there was not the pity party that there has been for a guy who's actually being violent towards his coworkers. On the court. On the and court. Off! Well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a practice court, but like, but like, like right. he's doing it directly with his team and with the In the workplace. With cameras recording. Not that they knew about the practice cameras recording that was that being leaking out, but regardless, right. Draymond, like Draymond, like that's the, the, Adam, like, I, we don't know what Adam Silver actually said to Draymond. We only know Draymond's recollection saying, like, he told him he's going to retire and all that. But like, I, I just think the lack of a firm suspension doing this kind of weird, oh, yeah, I'll come back and, you know, some amount of time. And he's even still got to do counseling and he's still, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I'd prefer they just drop the hammer, give a firm 25, 30 game suspension, say, get it right or you're gone next time. Sometimes that punishment is necessary. That's what they did with Moran. It's exactly what they yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a severe penalty guys just don't get 25 game suspensions i guess the nba from their perspective they still view the the waving of a gun as more detrimental to the to the to the league's reputation than draymond doing those things to opponents and because that's that's clearly the incentive here and also uh there is the ulterior motive as well of ratings and the tv deal coming up with the Warriors being one of the most popular teams in the world that draw the biggest ratings, mm. it is advantageous for the league to have the Warriors on TV, productive, healthy, thriving. Oh, and being a team is this that... conspiracy, Kevin? Do you think if Draymond Green was playing for the Hornets that the penalty is the same? 
he'd be a goner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just wanted to be clear. What do you think about that theory? I don't deal in conspiracy. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I mean, it makes sense. Of course he'd be gone. Nobody would give a shit about the Hornets. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> uh when do i get you to be a believer in the grizzlies i don't know when they crack the play in jeez I mean, there's still four four or five games out right now it's lakers Suns. i mean happen six and three with morant in uniform that's a pace okay that's a pace sure. I'm just trying to get you to be early rather than late. You told me I was stupid. I'm giving you your opportunity <laughs> to jump on board now before it's well, too they, late. Well, before I'll, 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 tell you, I'll tell you this, okay? Maybe you can say this is too late, but here's their next stretch of games. Tuesday night on the road against the Mavs. Then they have a back-to-back at home, Clippers and Knicks. Then, they get, then the following week, they have two national TV games, Monday night against the Warriors, Thursday night, on the road against the Timberwolves. These next five games, these next five games are going to be really telling okay. with where the Grizzlies are and what they can become. Is that fair? That's fair. I said 37 to 20, Kevin. <laughs> They're on a pace. They're on a pace. That Monday okay. is, hey, that's Martin Luther King Day game. Oh, yeah, and that's you, a big one. And you'll never get to believe this. So obviously there's uh, every year, it's a huge one here in Memphis because the Lorraine Motel, the National Civil Rights Museum, there's always awards uh, that they give out for the National Civil Rights Museum. And uh, it's crazy. So when you were growing up, you had like huge heroes, right? You love Tom Brady. You're a fan of that Red Sox team when you were really little, right? Like David all those Ortiz, guys. Those were like Pedro. Those were poster, posters on the wall, huge stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, so, they are, they're going to, like, uh, Alex English is one of the recipients. Calvin Hill, uh, who's Grant's father, who played for the Cowboys. Renee Montgomery, WNBA star. Uh, but anyways, they bring in, for the National Civil Rights Museum, they have these different awards that they give out. And uh, one of them, they told me, and I'm, he's actually going to come in on my local show, and it will be probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I, I never get nervous ever like unless it's like someone there's something weird i'm around athletes all the time and executives and all this stuff but if it's somebody that i like idolized as a kid and that has been true when i've like when i've been around like either a musician that i grew up loving or an athlete that i grew up loving that i like turn it almost like i turn into a kid again right your inner child comes out my hero as a child, was Ozzie Smith, the shortstop for the Cardinals. I mean, I probably have more Ozzie Smith memorabilia jerseys and everything else than any other athlete. And he's coming in. And they were like, wow. yeah, and he's coming in studio. And I was like, oh, no. Wow, so you're like, having him on Monday. You're going to interview so that, Ozzie Smith that, on your that Grizzly, That Grizzlies-Warriors thing is so... F I don't even care what happens in that game. Because <laughs> all, all I've thought about since is like, oh, my God. He's really gonna like. I don't even. I don't even know how I'm gonna react. Is this your I first time this guy. Me meeting him in person? I've never first met time. him. No. Wow. No. Never there's, spoke there's, to him. Anything like that? Never a phoner. Never like that over the years on your local. Never. Wow. Never. Wow. 
What a thrill. I've never, I, I no, never gotten an autograph, never been around him, never. But he was like my guy when I was a little kid. And he's actually going to be at that game because wow. he's getting honored by the National Civil Rights Museum. And so, obviously, look, uh, Grizzlies-Warriors should be a good game anyway. It's always great to see Curry, but that whole thing, it's like I hadn't even been able to think about other stuff because I'm like, that's... yeah. I don't know if there's anybody else you could have said that I would have been like more like, no, no. What do you, maybe what like, do you think? I don't... Maybe somebody that I was like a like a musician or something that I was a fan of as a kid or something. Like maybe like Paul McCartney or something like that. I'd be like, no way. <laughs> right? Like that would be insane. But yeah. Yeah. Of an athlete. Jordan. Jordan was the uh, Jordan is the other one for sure. What do you think uh little you at your peak Ozzy Smith fandom would say if, oh. if uh you could tell him, hey, it, X amount of years from now, you're going to be interviewing Ozzy Smith before he's inducted ahead of a, a massive Zero MLK Day game. What, what, what would he say, that little kid? Uh, I think he would say that you you got to do what you wanted to do. Hmm. Right? I mean, there comes a time, I think, when you're a kid, and I was probably by high school age, uh no, by junior high, like you, you know, every little kid wants to be that athlete, and then you realize I'm not gonna be that. I'm never gonna be Ozzie Smith. I wanted to be. I threw the baseball like him. I watched. I watched. There was a video that I bought at a supermarket. I bet I watched it a hundred thousand times. The VHS tape of him, and I did all the drills on there like every day. But there comes a time where it's like, okay, I'm obviously not this guy. And so it's like, I wanted, I wrote a paper in high school about how I wanted to be involved in sports some way, somehow. If I couldn't play them, I wanted to talk about them because that's what I cared about. And so I guess that would be it. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew that what I loved, you know, and I told you many times, I wanted to do what I loved. I wanted to do something that I loved. My my parents had, I think my mom loved being a college professor. My dad had like the, you know, Fortune 500 corporate job. He was stressed out all the time. And I just knew I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love so my dad. we've talked about, yep, same, yeah. same with my dad. It's like, I, I, I just I, I, wanted, he, he, yeah. yeah. Our dad made the most happy. of their jobs. Yeah. 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 Made the most of it, made money for the family and all that, but it's not like it was like a passion or enjoyment. No. Yeah. Um. Last thing, let's speak about something from your childhood because it's in the news and no news has come out as we are recording this. As a Patriots fan, do you want Bill Belichick back? Without a doubt, I want, want Bill Belichick back. And- I, I want him back. I want him back. Without a doubt. No questions about it. I want Belichick back with the Patriots. I want to see what he can do with a, a real quarterback. I mean, what they've had, Mac Jones, total bust, Zappy, not an NFL quarterback. They have the number three pick in the draft. Maybe they move up. Maybe they stay at three. Maybe they move down. There's a lot of options with quarterback this year in the 2024 NFL draft. I'd like to see what Belichick can do with this roster moving forward with a real quarterback. If he were to leave, I get it. I'd understand. There's other appealing situations that he could go to, but I want to see him back with the Patriots. You don't want it to be over. No. 
I don't know if I should trust your football opinion. I mean, you tweeted me, Dak sucks, and I'm trading him off my fantasy team. And you may have noticed, Kev. Well, uh, Dak Prescott led led the NFL in touchdown passes. That that was more trolling. (laughs) He led the NFL in touchdown passes, Kevin. That happened. I also brought him back on my fantasy team this year. What? I did. I brought him back probably the week after I sent that to you. <laughs> How? I he was in waivers. What? Nobody so, so, picked okay. him up. So okay. So in Yahoo this year I I I joined a one of those paid public leagues, <laughs> right? Where you pay a fee and you're it's a public right. league with 10 random people. Mid-year, I made a trade that I think would have saved my season. I I acquired uh, <laughs> I acquired Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson as they were just coming back from injury. The trade was agreed to. It was in the system. It took two days to go through and all that. But Yahoo didn't allow it because that guy added somebody to his IR. I say this not to talk about my fantasy team. I say this as a warning (laughs) with Yahoo that they need to fix this bullshit because the trade was just not allowed it just was like removed from the system. Like if a trade, if a trade gets denied, it shows up in the trade section as it was vetoed. This okay. trade was not even vetoed. It was just not allowed because he shifted a guy to his IR. It's like it was removed from the system entirely on the day it was supposed to be put through. And it screwed me so bad that week because I didn't do waivers waiting for the deal to happen. Uh. I didn't do other deals waiting for the deal to happen. And for a paid league, Putting $250 into a paid league with money on the line. I think it is completely shameful that Yahoo has this loophole in their system, by the way, to allow something like this to happen. The guy should not have made the deal. I completely screwed him. But fact is, is it was agreed to. It should have been put through. I'm disappointed. Um, I'm never going to play a Yahoo publicly again. I'm never going to give them (laughs) my money ever again after that. I've been loyal to Yahoo for years. Um, You're done, but yeah, I I, I think I, I'm I've retired from fantasy football twice. Uh, <laughs> You're done again. I've won pl- I've I've won plenty. I've won enough championships in my life, but I think I'm going to come back again next year. I'm not sure if it's going to be with a friends league or something like that, but I'm going to come back again next year. But not with the Yahoo publicly. They're never going to get my money ever again. That like that that is inexcusable. They need to fix it. If anybody listens to this podcast, you work for Yahoo, <laughs> get it fixed because it's garbage. That system, garbage. I love it. I didn't even know garbage. This I'm and glad and like, I, I say it, it to that. warn people, like don't like seriously, like it is not fair. Garbage. Be careful garbage. on the Yahoo leagues. Be careful. It's garbage. Giving them your money. Be careful. It's garbage. Who said that? Where was that from? Oh, that's from I'm a man. I'm forty. The Mike Gundy thing. It's garbage. They write this <laughs> stuff and it's garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> you ever you ever win one of your fantasy leagues? Man, all the time. I stay winning them. The greatest fantasy GM in history. My, my favorite fantasy championship that I ever had was the year Drew Brees became the all-time uh, leading <laughs> passer. And, yep. and like I, I won my game on the touchdown throw that he made to Darren Let's Sproles. Go. It was it was like the it was on that throw that I won. <laughs> it was the greatest That's thrill. Great. 
in my fantasy career. And also, I believe uh, the last time that I... No, I won a league once since then, but that, that was, I think, the second last time I won a league. But what a thrill. I, I, lo- I love playing fantasy football. I hate playing fantasy football, and that's what makes it so special. It's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez, as always. And Kevin, I'll talk to you later this week. Very much looking forward to it. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit K gamblinghelp.com in louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP in maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org in west virginia visit 1800gambler.net in wyoming call 1-800-522-4700 hope is here in massachusetts visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in massachusetts in new york call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY